Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Happy Haven Podcast. Was uh, graciously invited to cover uh, Momocon this weekend and had a blast. The coolest thing to come out of it is the episode I'm about to bring you where I had Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche on at the same time. Uh, dream come true episode. They definitely want to come back on and have more time. But uh, here's a short press style conference I got to do with them and it was absolutely amazing. So enjoy guys. We are now. We are now. Great. Well, go ahead and fire away. All right. So, what do you guys think of Atlanta? Have, have you been to Dragon Con? I have. Before? This is. I've been to Dragon Con. I'm going. I'm going to be to Dragon Con this year. It'll be my. I think my third or fourth time to Dragon Con. This is my second Momo Con. Wow. And uh, Jess Harnell recalls Maurice Momo. So we so is have. My wife. You, Mo, yeah, so he has his own con. So this is a fitting. My wife's nickname for me is Momo. This is the a Maurice fitting place to be. 1980, uh, 1986. Yeah. Wow. She's called me Momo. No, but it's great. And I love Atlanta. Atlanta's really terrific. Now, is the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium, is that where the uh, the Falcons are going to play? Yeah, that's where the Falcons God, are going to be. what a beautiful building. If they can figure the roof out. Oh, is there a problem? Yeah, it should have already been opened, and it keeps getting pushed and pushed because they oh, can't. Oh, is that right? Well, they, they've got this super complicated roof that they want to do. It looks do. very sophisticated. Yeah, well, it's... They can't get it right. Oh, well, that's So they keep having sucks. to, like, push it and push it and push it. Yeah. So I think the the soccer team's supposed to play there, oh, and right? the Falcons are going to play there. Because I had yeah. not, I'd never seen that stadium. And man, is it? Did you get to see crazy. Turner on your way in Turner Field? No. That's one of the pretty. If, if you get to. That's where the Braves. It's on your way. Yeah. yeah. Well, they play at SunTrust now. They moved up to Cobb County, so they're still the Atlanta Braves, but Atlanta's here and they're way over I there. I got it. Okay. But Turner Field's a beautiful, really beautiful baseball stadium. It's a great city. Uh, it's really wonderful. The thing that was so interesting to me was we got picked up from our planes at like 11.30 or midnight and the gentleman was driving us to the hotel and there was no traffic. And it was a car on the street. We actually thought... What did you guys do? He's taking us somewhere to what? kill us. Yeah. Yo, we're <laughs> like the walking dead. He's not our Uber driver. Yeah. I don't know. In L.A., there's traffic 24-7 unless it's Christmas morning. Right. Yeah, I've been, I've been out there, and uh, I kind of like it over here. Oh, over dude, here. it's I've madness. traveled everywhere. Sure, no. In the country. I did Renaissance festivals for a little while. Yeah. And uh, got to travel out to California and Washington. I did two in Texas and Arizona. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah, well, then but, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. But here, the fact that you got here and there was no traffic. God, it was nothing. It was crazy. I was pretty impressed. You guys entered through a different dimension then. Because, right? yeah, it doesn't matter. Ask anybody who lives here. Yeah. No matter what time of day, what day of the week, what well, time of year. It's sure usually, was nothing. When Thursday evening, it was nothing. It's <clears> usually <throat> a crap show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, have you guys looked at doing a Animaniacs Live in Atlanta. I know I'm listening to Talking Tunes. I know you're, you're booking dates. and Yes. Um, in fact, uh, we're looking to do them. Every, the next one we have, I think, is in Long Island. Uh, we have one coming up in Arlington, Texas. Um, but, yeah, th- every city is open. Um, ultimately, what we want to do is do Animaniacs Live with uh, orchestras. That That is the yes. most... When you see that show uh, with a big, like, 50-foot screen... And all of the music and vocals is coming from the stage, and it's all in sync. It's a really entertaining, and the power of live music is uh, live orchestral music is just fantastic. Amazing. And what's really great is that uh, Animaniacs Live uh, allows an audience who wouldn't ordinarily be predisposed to going to see the the symphony. Um, 
to to do it and we did it in Denver we've done it uh, we did it on La Mirada a couple weeks ago and sold you know 2400 tickets and um, that's amazing it's great because I love to go see Mahler and Schumann and all of that but by and large when orchestras do the music when they do something for a family thing they'll say okay we're gonna do the music of Harry Potter and it's great music or the music of E.T. it's all John Williams it's great music but the difference is you know here you have the people who wrote and perform the music in real life coming to do it. So right. if they do the music of Frozen, they generally don't have Adina Menzel to come out and sing it. But here you have in the music of Animaniacs and you have Randy Rogel and Tress and Jessen. Oh my God. <laughs> no, right. and, and it's fantastic. So thank you for asking. Yeah, we got a, a licensing deal with Warner Brothers to do the music and um, we got a three-year deal and we're going to hopefully extend it. And So we're, we're booking it all over the place. That's amazing. <laughs> I know... Um, Having done theater myself, there's a huge difference yeah. when they have to do the canned music. And oh, then, yeah. Like you guys said, even doing the episodes and doing the concerts oh, now, man. having the actual orchestra, it's No, it's way more expensive, you can but feel boy, the it, difference. Oh, it's way different. The, right. Yeah. That's amazing. But yeah, people follow me on Twitter. My Twitter um, feed is at Yakopinky. Yep. And um, I, I always make sure and let everybody know what's going on. We're putting together a proprietary website. Uh, in which everything that we do for Animaniacs Live will be on there. And so it, it's all coming together. It's just taken many months to get it going. Awesome. And Warner Brothers has been fantastic to really help us get it going. Well, I mean, you guys made them so relevant during my childhood well, with Animaniacs well, that's and with the Pinky and the Brain thank cartoon. You, my friend. Yeah, he's a small yes. guy, isn't he, Brad? Now that I've done, <clears throat> now that I've done eating, yeah. enjoying no, the conversation. Yeah. Well, I have some mayonnaise on my face. Pinky. No, it, oh, it's good. very attractive. It works Thanks with your hair. Yes. Snarf. <clears throat> oh, you're laughing. Good for you. <clears throat> it, don't, it beats the alternative. If you're throwing up, it's really embarrassing. <clears throat> Hello, nurse. Hi. You can, <laughs> you can pop my top anytime, baby. That's amazing. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Hello. Oh, look, your face is turning the yeah. same color as my name. Exactly. Snarf. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Anyway, yes, please carry on. So, I mean, I, I know somebody, and I didn't want to get in because I knew you guys were going to sit down with me, and I wanted to give everybody their fair oh, time thank you, with the Jason, open questions. Cool. But um, the industry has changed. Yeah. But for you guys, I mean, has it changed with the way you guys work? Being the, being the and you guys are a staple of the voice acting industry. Boy, from it your is, lip to God's checkbook. I <laughs> think of myself more as a paper clip. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Easily discarded. No, I'm kidding. No, I. So I'm sorry. What you, your question is with respect to the change of the. I mean, for for you guys, has has it changed a lot? Like how you get work? Do you still have to do it? Or at this point, is it just like somebody comes up with a project and they're like, the offers roll in. It's amazing. <laughs> we time. both still audition. That's the thing about voiceover. Yeah. And and you know, there's no reason. Sorry, I didn't mean no, to. That's okay. Let's with you. Uh, there's no reason to take it personally. Um, I can. I, I mean, I just harken back to time a few years ago when I walked in our agent's office and, and everybody, you know, they they do the auditions in the office. There's a, there's a recording studio, a couple of them there. And um, normally it's rather like a cocktail party in the middle of the morning. You know? Yeah. It's like, you know, 20 actors all standing around being very actorly and, and spritzing and, and all. And everybody's being very solemn and quiet and they're all just sitting with their hands folded. On, the, on their laps like little children and I'm like did somebody, did somebody die? die? Yeah. Did somebody, somebody die? Did we lose someone? We're doing cartoons no. people yeah. I was like okay so I go sit down in my chair 
Lightning, and then Danny Mann goes, he points to the door. And I look, and the door opens up, and out comes our agent, Jeff Danis, and followed by Sir Ben Kingsley. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Who likes to be called Sir Ben? Yeah, Sir Ben. He goes, he goes, Ben, that was fantastic. It was great. And thank you so much. Thanks for coming in. It was great. And then he left, and everybody exhaled. Isn't that bullshit? And it was a, sorry, man. No, but, you're good, dude. But no, I think they were just so in awe that Ben Kingsley had come into audition. Yeah. Like, they didn't just give him... Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Right. They didn't just write him an offer and go, hey, Ben, we want no, you to No, that's be his point, yeah. In voiceover, you know, you only have your voice to work with. Yeah. So you have to make sure it works. I mean, I've seen some of the, some of the biggest of the big audition in in that uh, in, in that studio yeah. down there. You know, and it's just because, hey, can he carry a performance or she carry a performance just with her voice? So you audition constantly. you always got to make Never sure stops. the voice is right. Because you've lost more than half the instrument. You know, you've lost the face, the physicality. Just the voice. So, yeah. that, so we always we still audition. People say, "Are you still auditioning?" They make you audition. Yeah, it's not the and same. They do it in that voice too. Why does everybody assume that stupid look? They make you audition. Yeah. No. And they go, yes, of course I still. Audition. I hope that's not the way I ask. The no, 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 no. Do no, they no, make no, you no. audition? I no. can do it. But, no, 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 no. I didn't mean the way you did. No, oh yeah, but I'm like day to day life. But to me, that that does blow my mind. My friends will say they still make you audition. Yeah, and they they people seem to think that. And I wish it were true. I mean, the fact is that if we were as if we were as recognizably famous as the characters we've had the good fortune to work on, we'd be having this conversation on on my G five flying to somewhere. <laughs> right. You know? But it doesn't work the same because we provide the voice, but it's only part of the thing, and um, it's not like being uh, an on camera. You know, movie star, right. TV star type of thing, um, and it also does. They do require um, certainly the rank and file actors like Mo and me. Um, we still audition, and there are new people coming in all the time. Wait, that's the name of our new show. Rank and file. Rank and file. Nice. They're nice. two. They're, they're, they're two. You heard it here. Happy Haven podcast two. exclusive. Yeah, I love that. The rank <laughs> and file show. The rank. Uh, but the rank and file. Uh, the only thing that I would like to do is somehow leverage whatever success. I have uh, enjoyed into into participating at a higher level. Right. And by that I mean because we're not famous, uh, recognizably famous. We're not. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And we're not. If a producer says I want to have George Clooney be the talking pig in this movie, then they're going to write an offer to George, and he's not going to audition because maybe, but maybe not. It doesn't matter. Ben Kingsley can. Maybe George will too. But the point is that we're not going to get thought of in the same uh, uh, breath as if, if a guy says I want celebrity talent in this role I would love to find a way to leverage whatever celebrity I have so that we are thought of in the same breath it's, hey you know what we're thinking about uh, Tom Cruise for this but let's you know, Maurice LaMarche might be a really great opportunity you know who else might be really good Billy West is terrific Billy and West. let's think about it but because we don't have the the visage of uh Celebrity, it's a different animal, and celebrity will always have that cachet in Hollywood. It's just the way it is. So, my goal or my challenge is to say, All right, I've done all this work, I know I can compete talent wise, I'm very confident in my skill. How do I get to a place without being a movie star because I'm running out of time? Right, you know, how do I get to a place where I can leverage my celebrity so I can start to compete for those jobs? That's just a, right. a, a challenge for me because I love that, I love trying to raise my game to another level. 
But if you know, if it comes out that we're going to be doing this, then hey, man, I, I, with all due respect to Lou Gehrig, I'm the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Right. You know? <laughs> now, on a more positive question. Oh no, it's a fine question. How does it still impact you guys when you see someone like me or like people in this room who have grown up? With so many of your voices, and that all you have to do is do that one. And you, you mean just, like you can pop my top anytime? And you watch us yeah, become five-year-olds again. Oh my god! It warms the heart. There's, it's there's the no be- other word for it. It just warms my heart to know that anything I've done. Oh my god! And I'm sure Rob. Feels same, the same thing. Way. Anything I've done. No. Yeah. I mean, anything anything most done is making exactly. This <laughs> <laughs> has had a, that kind of an effect. Oh. How many people get to go through their life knowing that? It's different. You know. So it is the most yeah, incredibly just, wonderful thing. Like the sweet lady in the bat hat. I got to just meet her son, right? And you said it made a it's the most endearing, sweet thing. And every time we do one of these conventions, there will be more than one person who comes up, man, woman, doesn't matter, who gets tearful about the impact that certain characters have had on their lives. Mm-hmm. There was a sweet young man who brought his mother to meet us this afternoon. And he came and spoke to us yesterday, stood in line, waited, and he started to relate the story about how difficult his childhood had been. And that these, you know, but for yep. Pinky in the Brain or Animaniacs or whatever, but for he would have had a miserable childhood. And, and that these characters got him through this really difficult time. You can't put a price tag on that. It had yeah. nothing to do with action figures or money or ratings. It was a pure expression of love and appreciation for these characters. And and I, I don't even... So the more that happens, it's like air. I, I don't want to miss any opportunity to hear that because it is a... It, it's an example of, of how this work has really had a profound effect on somebody for years and years and years that I never would have known otherwise. Right. You know, it's just, it's it's beyond humbling to, to know that that's happened. And, you know, one more thing that you guys know this because you work at the cons. Um, I, it, it's no secret to me that there is a large segment of folks who are somewhere on the autism spectrum to whom these conventions offer a very safe, wonderful place to come and be whomever they are and, and not be afraid to express themselves, not be afraid to, you know, people who would ordinarily have a tough time ordering a goddamn Slurpee, but they can come here and feel they are utterly, totally and accepted, alive and, and they're alive. Right. And when I sit there and I see a mom and dad, I have a, a, an autistic nephew. My old, oldest nephew is now 23, and, and I know my sister has told me he will probably need some help for the rest of his life. And I know that my sister and her husband deal with that every day and going, "Oh my God, what happens when I don't? I'm not around anymore," you know. And so, when these people bring their child. And, and sometimes the child is 25 years old. Right. And they say, okay, this is Pinky. And for whatever reason, a character that Mo and I have done, we're the shiny object. And it's not just us. I know what you mean. We're just yeah. weird. We happen to be the one that time, right. right? Oh, my God, Jason. I can't. The parents are weeping because, you know, Bobby or Larry or Susan or whatever is having a, a five or ten minutes where they are utterly happy and, and laughing and get it and all of that 
and, and that's the moment. And I never knew that until I started doing these things. So, man, I, I want to be as par a part of this as much as I can. People that can find a, 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 a measure of joy and happiness in their lives, and particularly the people who love them, see them right. enjoying themselves. And the rest of their lives are, can be quite difficult in terms of social interaction. Oh, my God. I, sign right. me up. How long can I do this? You know, but for that great. couple minutes, who oh, they are on the inside—it's the most beautiful gets to, thing. Gets to be what they are. Oh God! How like that. It's the great. I mean, I've heard stories of of um, people like that meeting you guys, and the parents being like, "That's the first time they've spoken in six hey, weeks," uh, because you, they get very verbally oh my silent. God. We're, we're parents too, right? Right. How do you? How do you exactly? Even, it's the best thing in the world. It really so, is, man. If if that's what this involves, sign me up. And to the extent that our work enables us to keep that going, I, oh my God, I, I I just feel incredibly grateful to be part of this. That's I mean, cool. You guys need to know how amazing you are. Well, to, to to people like us for for so many reasons. Like like you've talked about, you know, people with the when I was when I was a teenager, I decided that, you know, I'm just gonna blow my my whole world up. And just become a rebellious turd and da da da. And well, I was a rebellious turd old, so that's you a, were two turds. Two turd olds, yeah. And trust me, yeah, I was <laughs> a big part of my life. Yeah, look at Both you got of those your turtles. shirt on. You got your I old do. school shirt on, pal. Um, and it was shows like Futurama and Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain that I came back to, and it would reground me that everything hadn't. I mean, I went to juvie five times. Bless your heart. Because well, my own mistakes. Yeah. But I decided. But you own them. Right. Yeah. But I decided I'm going to go crazy yeah. for a little while. Mm. And it's always been the voice actors and the cartoons of my childhood. Wow. And the, and seeing you guys still go forward. Um, I didn't know you were on Rick and Morty. Yeah. And then... Where are my testicles? My, my, oh, my God. My favorite line of the whole series. Where are my Sorry, testicles? You almost drove them back to Juvie with that <laughs> What's You almost drove them back to Juvie with that line. <laughs> but the whole, where are my testicles? Summer. First was, lines I had on that show, and I thought, now I've found a home. <laughs> but I mean, like... <laughs> so I think for everybody in this room, there's such a fundamental well, impact you, that you guys have had for for positivity. Now she's going through Animaniacs. Oh, good for you on Netflix. And, and you can come up to the water tower anytime. And she yeah. keeps asking, "Are they still friends with Dot? Not oh, Trash yeah. McNeil, but are they still friends oh, with God, Dot? Like it was me? very important oh, to her." I just talked to her last week. She told me to say hi. 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 And like so, when I went up to meet you guys, she was just looking at the things, and she was like, "Daddy, he was." He was Kiff on Futurama. He yeah, why does he look like my grandfather? Because I'm old enough to be. <laughs> but, um... So, are we, so you watch Futurama? You watch Futurama? She's watched it with me. So Dot we, is also mom. Yeah. Yeah. The sweetest mom in the universe. Unless you cross her. <laughs> She's also the crazy cat lady on Simpsons. Yeah. Principal yep. Skinner's mother. Dot. Yep. How, how crazy is that? That's the beauty of voice acting. You can just step into any... Yeah. It, the, the voice is your costume and your makeup, and you can step into any role yeah. and be it's anything. So and it's just so much so much fun. And then to know that people have a point of connection with it all these that years later. That story of yours is beautiful. Thank you, man. You know, and it, had, it grounded me. It, it brought me back. That. And look what happened as a result of <clears> you being exactly. grounded. Exactly. Look, look at your yes. life now. Exactly. Isn't that great? It's and amazing. You, and you were able to get back, and the fact that you could tell us that cartoons had an important part in you getting regrounded. Look what happened as a result of your ability to mm -hmm. turn your shit around. That's yeah. fantastic. Voice actors have always been more important to me than screen actors, and that's well, 100% honest. Me too. Me <laughs> too. <laughs>
but um, very kind thank you guys. I think they're I think they're they're wrapping us up. I could literally sit here all day with you guys. Well, thank you. I'd love to have you guys back on. Thank you. And if I could. Could I get a pinky in the brain? Oh, sure. Sign off for the Happy Haven podcast. Yeah, Happy Haven. Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Brain, but as far as I'm concerned, Haven can wait. You see what I did there? I did. I did see what you did. Yeah, because we're I on done the Happy... Did, I done did see it, Pinky. Yeah, we're in the Happy Haven podcast, so Haven can wait. We are in the Happy Haven podcast. Yes. Tune in. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Tune in, because if you don't, Brain will come over and take over your world, and you don't want that. Oh, and one more thing. Nerf! And I really mean that. Did you want to make it a little shorter? No. <laughs> you guys do whatever you want. You guys do whatever you want. Thank you, buddy. Thank you.